Really Dad, the podcast. Welcome to Really Dad. I'm Max McCollum, and this is my father, Jared. Hey, everybody. This is our show where we have a weekly, at least weekly, conversation with myself and my son, Max. Uh, this is our little project to not only communicate with each other better, but to maybe be uh, a help or an example to others that are learning how to communicate with their teenagers or are struggling with communication. Mm-hmm. And what we hope out of this as we move along and improve and get to know everyone better and get your questions and ideas is to use this medium of a podcast as a way not only to uh, help start conversations with your own teenager, but to um, maybe if it's not something that even you guys want to use as a way to start discussion or to learn how to talk with your teenager. You could just listen to it together. Yeah, yeah. You just turn it on in the car or when you're hanging out. Hey, let's listen to these numbnuts talk about uh, how to be a parent and a child. And... uh, if uh, there's some kids out there that are listening to this, then maybe it's something you just say, hey, mom, dad, let's listen to this together. And it might spur some conversation because if there's anything we've learned that communication is key to help each other feel a bit more at ease and at peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know as a parent that if I'm not communicating with my son, I get a little worried, and I know uh, his mom does, if there's not that communication open happening and what we're doing. So this is our little experiment to not only help each other, but to help the community as a whole. So we're really excited about it. So we're going to experiment with some different approaches on how to uh, communicate and uh, how this podcast is going to go. There might be a few glitches this first time. We're just playing around. So uh, we're going to start out with... uh, Hey, Max, what this uh, week, what's going on in the world and in your life that has been pretty cool? And uh, what's, uh, what's, so what's rad and what's bad? So you're just straight up stealing that from Wisecrack. Is it, no, they do slaps and chaps. Rad and bad is better because we're taking like some really old terms. Like one thing we want to do in this you're is... still stealing the idea from them. Yeah, they deserve to be stolen from. All right, so the idea is... Um, you know, as Max talks about things, um, it's what's really good for communication is to relate and to be vulnerable and to be able to share experiences. So whenever he's talking about something, I get to share how it was like when I was that age and what I went through and what my parents were like and so on. But let's move on. Okay, so what's rad? What's bad? I'm not good at communicating. <laughs> like, at all. I'm terrible about talking about myself. Well, we know that. That's why we're doing this. But, yeah, um, go ahead. I just feel, like, awkward talking about myself. I know. It's cool. But the more... See, I think sometimes we're afraid to communicate because we worry about what others will think or say. Mm-hmm. Now, who gives a shit? Right. What other people think. And one really interesting thing that you will learn as you get older is that showing vulnerability, you know, being able to express and share things that you're worried people may judge you for Mm -hmm. makes you relatable and helps you connect with people. Right. So if you're trying to make friends or talking to other adults or uh, a partner by, oh, I can't say that to them because they're going to judge me. Right. Or they're going to think there's something wrong with me or whatever. They're going to think I'm silly. They're going to think I'm weird. That is what that's almost your brain saying you should share this with them because then you're going to show some vulnerability, some some uh, that you care enough to share that with them and you trust them enough that they're not going to judge you. Right. Does that does that make any sense? So do you want me to start with what's rad and what's bad? Okay. All right. What's bad? Well, I don't know. I'm terrified of what's happening in the U.S. right now, especially in Oregon. What's happening in Oregon? Well, in Oregon right now, uh, Donald Trump and the federal government have sent in um, federal troops. We're not sure if they are 
like a national guard or if they're like a secret police who's created, who knows? But they're these these soldier, uh, soldiers in, they're not, no badges, no numbers, just in fatigues. They're renting rental vans. They show up in Portland at night and they're picking people up off the streets and putting them in the vans and just taking off. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, just by the way, this is explicit, this podcast, because my son has a potty mouth. Oh, I did shit, too. yeah. I, I did too, but that's okay. So, you know, and, and, and as we go through this podcast, we're going to talk about explicit things because that's life and that's being a teenager. We will talk about drugs. We will talk about sex. We will talk about politics. And uh, we will do our best to filter ourselves, but we won't always do it. Right. So that's okay. So, yes. So, and so this was happening. And so then a group of um, mothers in Oregon were like, well, we're going to put on white T-shirts and we're going to go down there and we're going to create a barricade to protect the protesters from these federal troops. Mm -hmm. Well, they all they tear gassed all those moms last the last two nights. (laughs) And they're still pulling people off the streets. Now, these people are being detained. They're not being explained why they're doing it. So it's an unlawful. They're not even uh, detention because there's no arrest or anything. Right. Most, as far as what the media knows, everyone's been released. But it's just, you know, this is like the stuff that dictators do and fascists do. You know, a lot of what Trump does is akin to a dictatorship. It's Pretty looking that way, yeah, because he just makes unilateral decisions. Mm-hmm. Then the other night, the mayor of Portland was in the protest group, you know, trying to show solidarity, trying to get people to. Did he get picked up? Uh, he got tear gassed. <laughs> so the mayor, the governor, the uh, attorney general for the state of Oregon have all asked the federal government to get out and they're not listening. And now they're threatening to do it in Chicago and other democratic cities. So that to me is really bad. Yeah. Because it uh, spits in the face of democracy and, you know, Americans have the right to protest. Mm -hmm. And the uh, right to free speech. Yeah. So just so everyone also knows that we're not Americans. Canadians. (laughs) We're Canadians. And uh, we had a few protests you know, after the death of um, Mr. Floyd and uh, all those issues uh, with there, we had some Black Lives Matters protests here in, in, uh, in, in the big city near us, Calgary, and things have been happening. So there's been some really good uh, changes happening here in Canada. And I guess that would be my good if I want to, you know, take on the other side of this mm-hmm. is that, you know, in a number of cities throughout Canada, they're uh, defunding the police. Mm-hmm. I, I, this term isn't the best because it makes it sound like you're taking all the money away from the cops. Yeah, you're you're changing it into like um, uh, <laughs> I forget what they call uh, public services, uh, schooling, uh, mental health, all that that yeah. the police should be doing, but they don't. Yeah, and exactly because one thing that we've learned especially here in Canada it's been very obvious is that police are not very good at mental health calls mm-hmm. so in Canada if you are worried about let's say uh, a partner a spouse a friend they're calling you they're in a really dark place you're worried they're going to kill themselves or something's happened or they're not doing well the only recourse we have is to call 911 mm-hmm and instead of saying, sending paramedics or a social worker or something like that, they send the police. So recently in Toronto, there was um, uh, they called on a, a, f- a father. He was in his home. He, had, uh, he wasn't doing really well. He was alone. And they sent the police and they wouldn't, he wouldn't let them in the front door. Mm-hmm. So rather than just be like, well, we did what we could. This is his choice. Right. Um, You know, we offered help. But the thing is, like, when people are in a mental health state like that. Mm -hmm. uh, You can't force help onto them. No. And the same thing is, if they're already paranoid and scared, do you think a police showing up at the door is going to be the one that they're going to let in? that's going to be a big problem. No, it scared the shit out of him. And so he barricaded himself in the house because he'd always been afraid of the police. Mm -hmm. He's an immigrant. He doesn't know... You know, the language as well. He just looked like they were coming to take him away. So what did the police do? They got a ladder. 
That's fucked up. You can't just... That's breaking entering. Yeah. They climbed up onto his balcony, forced their way into the house, and in less than three seconds from tearing the door down, getting in, they shot and killed him. For everyone, that's Max sighing. That's (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) So... This, now coming out in the news, there's just like one call after another after another where this is happening, where the police are just dragging people, stepping on their heads, beating them, all this crazy stuff. And it's not the fact that it's getting worse. Now it's being like recorded. Yeah, it's been happening for years. And now it's being recorded. So we see it happening. So what's been happening now in a number of cities, the big cities, is they're saying, I think... Uh, I can't remember if it was Toronto or some other cities. They're defunding. They're taking some of that money from the police mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, guys? You're not really trained for this. You're not the best at it. So we're going to take it off your plate so you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have uh, social workers or mental health professionals, right. um, more community resources to help prevent these. And to me, that's exciting. It's showing some real change that's happening. Um, you know, I, I, I work with the people with mental health issues every day. And to me, that's important to see money going to the people and to prevent these things. To me, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a good move towards some good change. To me, that's pretty rad. <laughs> Max doesn't like my rad. No, I, rad <laughs> is a cool word. It's yeah. just, I know you're stealing it. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's my, uh, my bad and rad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anything you've been... And it doesn't have any politics. It can be absolutely anything. Um, I mean, it's cool that we managed to get all this set up. Yeah. It's rewarding that we did all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those that are uh, watching the YouTube video of this, of course, this, is, this used to be like a storage room mm-hmm. in our clinic. And we repaired the walls, painted it, threw up the background. We're just waiting for one cable so we can hook up the TV. To the computer. I doubt we're going to release this. Well, who knows? Yeah. This might be a little fun. It might be like a, an extra later on. Mm-hmm. I think we should practice all the stuff, throwing it all together. Um, we're just, ex- it's, it's nice to have this little hobby for mm-hmm. the two of us and to throw this stuff together. So yeah, that's pretty rad that we got all this stuff together and having the opportunity to do this. I think that deserves uh, some, an applause. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to turn up the sound. <laughs> That's our adoring crowd. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's bad this week? Anything going on with you? Uh, nothing in particular. Okay. That's good. If nothing comes up that's bad, that's great. Yeah. And again, you know, one thing that I, you know, express to patients a lot is that we need to think of not just... um what's bad like you know we think of our emotions like there's good and bad there's good and bad but we have to understand that there's a gradient you know of emotions in between that mm-hmm. so it's okay to because we don't have to always be on and happy mm-hmm. you know happiness and joy because without the bad times you wouldn't be able to relatively see how good the good times are that's really cool i think you're right on the ball there and the compare and contrast between, you know, good experience and a bad experience show us a lot about what's really happening in our world. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And so, you know, you can be a little bit down or I'm, oh, I'm a little melancholy. I'm not really, you know, having an awesome time, right. but I'm not terrible. You know, and if we can make up words or layers of emotion in there, then we can realize, well, I'm on the gradient. Right. And I think some people, they just think. If they're not like really happy and having an awesome time, mm-hmm. they're depressed. Right. So the thing is one or the other. And that that's, just sets them up for failure because you can't always be happy. That's one of the reasons I hate like vloggers and people like that because they only show the good parts, the small good parts of their day. And then all the children that watch that believe that if they're not always in a uppity, happy, good mood, that they're not good people that they're not like perfect Mm -hmm. and that really like messes up children's like perspective of what is good yeah that's a huge point Mm -hmm. because they not only is that in vlogs but instagram facebook like 
every single like social media platform. Mm-hmm. People only show them themselves at their best. And that makes everyone think that if I'm not always at my best, I'm not good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really important. Yeah. And then have you seen the exact opposite of that where people on, you're not on Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all doom and gloom and uh, 5G. Yeah. <laughs> Max used to be on Facebook and then you deleted it several years ago. No, oh, I, I wasn't even on Facebook. Well, I think you set one up a long time I ago. I set one up yeah. just because, like, family members are on it. But then I just deleted it because I don't like the Zuck. Yeah. Because I, I find on Facebook the what? The Zuckerberg. The Zuck. Oh, the Have Zuck. you seen that fucking photo of him? Where he's on the surfboard, caked <laughs> up, too much sunscreen. Yes. If we had the, if we had the TV running right now, Holy we shit. could show you the picture. And double kicked up on the Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So there's this picture out there on the internet. Zuckerberg surfing on like one of those motorized surfboards. Oh, it's motorized? Yeah. And dude has like, his face is covered in. Throughout the ages, you can see the humanity leave his face. (laughs) Oh, gee, Max. (laughs) No, like, like in all, if we had the TV up, I could show you like how the humanity has left his face. Well, he's covered in sunscreen. So his face, like, you know, the sunscreen you would rub on? Mm-hmm. Well, he, like, caked it on. <laughs> it's, like, white makeup. And then he's fucking his ass. Oh, yeah. He's got quite a muscular bottom, doesn't he? <laughs> that's not muscular. That's just cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Max, that's hilarious. That, that deserves some... Uh... There you go. Hell right? yeah. <laughs> I want to add the bruh sound effect. <laughs> the which one? The bruh. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I want to, you know, that, uh, that horn for like, uh, raves. Yeah. Like yeah. We need one of those too. Cause you know, that's the cool sound right now. <laughs> that was in like the early 2000s. MLG parodies. <laughs> we need to bring that back. MLG yeah. parodies need to come back. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was saying too was on Facebook, one thing that's really popular is, you know, so there's the there's the one side where everyone says something super positive all the time. Mm-hmm. So they paint this picture of this perfect life online. Nothing's wrong. Their kids are always perfect. They never show any vulnerability or any truth. Mm-hmm. It's always this per- perfect picture. And Instagram is really bad about that. Mm-hmm. So is Facebook. Because people like use Photoshop to modify their bodies. Yeah. And that's like, it, it gives uh, kids like bad body image. Mm-hmm. Well, even the pose and how you breathe in mm-hmm. and stuff can change a look, you know, and make their bodies look totally different. But the one thing on Facebook that drives me crazy is there'll be someone and they're having a rough time. And rather than reaching out to an individual, a friend and saying, calling them up or messaging them, hey, I need someone to talk to. I'm not doing too great. All they put on Facebook is, I have a broken heart today. Oh, every single or, platform. Like on yeah. Discord, uh-huh. someone's like, oh, don't message, don't private message me. Only the real no- ones know what's up. And they change their profile picture to like black. Like, shut the fuck up. If you need help, get it. <laughs> if you need help, get it. That's like an important thing. Yeah. What those people want is attention. They don't want help. They want attention. Yeah. And I, and I like, it, you know, the. This is really interesting because this this concept reminds me of something I teach in my course. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but this is something interesting that uh, the viewers might like or the listeners. So when when and, and this is really important for parents to understand this concept too. When we raise little babies, right? So the for the first eighteen months, everything a baby does is brand new. Mm-hmm. And so how do we respond when they do something that's new? You know, it's like, yay, good for you. That's amazing. You did that. You know, and we we give them all this positive attention, every new thing they do. And then later in life, that's just all gone. Well, that's that's part of what happens, right? So we give them all this positive attention, all these amazing things as they grow up. But as they get a little older, it's not new anymore. They've done all these things Mm -hmm. and we're kind of bored with all that stuff. And we don't give babies. Yeah, we don't give babies as much attention as they get older. But babies don't understand love yet. Mm-hmm. So they think love is attention. 
So when you don't give them that same amount of attention as you used to, because what they're doing isn't as new or as interesting, mm-hmm. then they seek out any behavior to get your attention. Yeah. Because they think attention is love. So if you ever saw obesity is good publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever seen a baby push their food off the counter mm-hmm. and laugh because they make you do it? And then they start to, you know, hit or scratch their sibling or other things. Babies learn really quickly that if they want attention, they, do they, something bad. they can get attention doing good or bad. Now, if we don't correct this, if we don't catch our kids doing good, you know, if you don't com- compliment them enough or see them doing good and say, hey, that's what you're supposed to. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, you need to congratulate so them on the things they do, but you can't like overindulge that because it gets to a point where I don't want to say congratulate them too much, but it can be harmful. Yeah, you don't want to you want to reward them for not really accomplishing anything, mm-hmm. you know, but expressing love mm-hmm. and attention in positive ways. You can never really do that enough. Right. Okay. You can't do that too much. So, but what happens is these kids get older, if they don't get enough, that love, that re, that good attention, then they seek out ways to get attention from others by doing negative things. Mm-hmm. So they steal, they bully, they um, cheat, all these things at school and they get lots of attention mm-hmm. from Just the parents, from the schools, all of this. And they... And some kids, because of the home situation and, and the experiences they go through, they don't really understand this, um, the difference between love and attention. Mm-hmm. And they just escalate these activities throughout their whole life because they're always searching for love mm-hmm. and, and true connection. And it's interesting, like when we look into those that have been imprisoned or even serial killers, what do they want more than anything? Attention. They want attention. They want infamy. They want to always be remembered. And that's what that's why they always get caught, the majority of them, because mm-hmm. they want to be caught eventually because they want their story to be told and they want everyone to know, see, I am special. I am unique. There's a Greek mythology. I forget what it's called. Uh, but there was this guy. Uh, he went up to a god and uh, the god offered him either uh, eternal life or eternal fame. He chose eternal fame because being remembered forever is uh, kind of like living forever. Mm-hmm. The idea of you lives on for generations. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then the... You don't have to live, like, you don't have to, like, live with the pain of everyone you know dying, but you still live on in a way. Yeah, that's true. You know, I... To me, I don't really care if I'm remembered mm-hmm. very long after I die as you... As the generations pass on. Honestly, I I'd hate anyway. to be famous. Yeah? How come? I don't know. It's just like, when you're famous, there's a certain level of mistrust. You don't know if someone likes you for who you truly are or because you're famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I have a good friend. He's um, He does very well financially. And I know when he was looking for a partner. He was wondering if there was a gold digger or not. Yeah. It was really hard for him to determine... You know, who would be the right one and mm-hmm. if it was going to be love or not. And it was really challenging. And it didn't work out because he, you know, even though he tried to do the best to get to make that right decision, it didn't work out very good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real difficulty for the rich and famous, you know. so Because really the only people you can get with is the other rich and famous. Yeah. And then if that's all who your friends are... You don't really have that grounding mm-hmm. into reality and what it's like to struggle and have difficulties in life and so on. You know, I think that's something that I always work with that friend to mean, you know, uh, he's really good at still remembering some of that. But to have friends that are still struggling in the mm-hmm. world and still do things. And he was always a great friend. He's always there to support me and help me. But um you know, I, I do think he recognizes that, that it's important for him to have those connections and relationships with people that are everyday people. Mm-hmm. I think as if you don't, yeah, you get a real messed up view of the world. Mm-hmm. If you only hang out with the, the rich. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be famous, Max. 
Not really. Okay, everyone, you heard that, so you can't share this with everyone. No, no, and no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. Share this with everyone, because then I get money. <laughs> Sponsorships. Mm, money. Well, that's not our ultimate goal here, but... That's uh, my ultimate goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're about. <laughs> yeah, you know... It, oh, wait, that's not the laugh one. Which it, one's the laugh one? Is there a laugh one? Ah, there we go. Yeah, oranges laugh. <laughs> oranges laugh or... Oh, no, it's... No, that's the fairy sound. I want that. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay, so we talked about attention. That's pretty pretty big deal because I think is with our children, again, if... We don't give them enough attention and love and support. They they do start to act out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that when that behavior comes up, we you know don't our, don't reward them for the bad behavior, but realize they need more attention. So when they do good things, give them that attention. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and and rather than seeing that negative behavior as them just being, you know, mean or being a shitty kid or or that they're dumb or whatever. It's none of that. It's them wanting to have attention, wanting to be loved. Yeah, they want your love. They want to either you're too busy or you're not there or, you know, that connection isn't there. They mm-hmm. just want connection. So to rather than just judge that behavior and give them a hard time and, you know, uh, punish them for it, look at it as, hmm, okay, maybe they're sending me a signal. Maybe they're trying to tell me something and, Somewhere else other than the words. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, it's our role to model that communication and ask those questions, even if they're not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. We have to keep trying because eventually um, they will open up and we can get something out of it. Make sense? Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's a big, big discussion right there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel... Um, that you get enough positive attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So I'm not totally fucking up as a dad. No, you're, you're a really good dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a really good dad. Oh, thanks buddy. Yeah. So you have, um, we've talked a couple times about some of, some of your friends are struggling with yeah. their relationships with their parents. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Well, I don't know. Like, I, I never want to get into that with them because I feel like it's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. But they, their parents don't give them enough attention. And any attention that they do give them is negative attention. They always put them down, say they're doing something wrong, and they never congratulate them for doing something right. It's always, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. That's all they get from their parents. So they don't have that connection with their parents and they try to get as far as away from their parents. Oh, and then that just creates more separation, mm-hmm. and less, less trust. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. I so see. they don't really feel safe in their own home. Yeah. Like physically or just emotionally? Like they all, all together. Like, wow. That's scary. Yeah. That really sucks. I think, you know... As parents, we have this idea of how perfect our kids are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But you got to, when you're a parent, you got to remember what you were like at that age. Mm-hmm. While you're raising them, what you wish your parents did, do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that idealism of what, how they're supposed to be, beha- you know, supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. You got to teach them to behave like that, how to behave like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think too many par- parents think, well, my kid's never going to drink. They're never going to do drugs. They're never going to have premarital sex. They're never going to do all these things. And so when they uh, either do those things or hint at those things, hint, even things that may be related to those things, like, well, you can't go to a party because there's going to be drugs there and there's going to be alcohol, sex there. and all that stuff. So you can't do that. And then you just keep saying no. They're going to do it anyways. They're going to... Sneak out at night. Yeah. 
And are they, and, and so, okay, so now they've snuck out of the house and they're going to these parties. And if they sneak out, that's just more dangerous. Yeah. If, if you, I'm not saying you allow your kids to do these things, but there are safer ways to do these things. If you tell your kid, okay, I would like you not to do these things, but I understand that as a child, you are probably going to do these things. And you should tell your child how to do those things safely. That's you, a good point. You let them go out, but only if they're going to do everything safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you just say flat out no, they run away, go to that party. Mm-hmm. And if something big goes down. They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And do they feel safe calling their parents? No. How come? Well, because if your parent always says no, if they're always discouraging to you and they don't want you to do those things and you end up doing those things and something bad happens, you can't call them. Yeah. Because you're afraid of how they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be mad. Negative attention. And punish you. Yeah. Because if there is trust that, you know, no matter what happens, I'm going to be there to come get you and make you safe Mm -hmm. you can trust me you know and some of my friends parents they don't get them when they're in a really difficult situation even if they haven't done anything bad if they just need to be picked up because they're hanging out with different friends Mm -hmm. some parents just don't do that flat out Hmm. get get yourself home yep so why do they think this kind of punishment approach is going to make their kids it's just going to make them lash out yeah and it makes them distrust their parents further and because you've had some friends move out of their Parents' homes, right? Or got kicked out? Yeah. What'd they get kicked out for? Um, one of my friends is now living with his dad because his mother was very uh, controlling and manipulative. Mm-hmm. So, and he partially got kicked out. And then, so he's the one that's living uh, in Calgary? No, no. Uh, that's different. Uh the ones living in Calgary, that situation's... Oh, there is a kid uh, that was living with those two friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he got kicked out. I'm not sure what happened there, but I know he got kicked out, so he had to sleep on the couch. Yeah. It's... I don't know. Like, just for the, the viewers and listeners, just a little background in my experience. Like, so... Um, Max is, has two brothers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I'm the dad of him and his two brothers. Um, I'm divorced from his mom. And I live with my partner and um, her kids, right? Yep. Some of them have moved out. And Max lives with us now, mm-hmm. all under one roof. And so I've been through six teenagers, <laughs> so we got one left in, with our youngest boy that's Maxwell's brother, uh, Griffin. And But one thing I've learned over the years, and especially um, we learned a lot from one of the boys, uh, Spencer, is that you it's really difficult as a parent to say no. Mm-hmm. For a number of reasons. Some people don't like to say no because they don't want to upset their child, right? But... In this case with Spencer's, I knew if we said no, guess what he was going to do? Do it anyways, yeah. He's going to do it, and he's going to do it ten times worse. <laughs> he's that kid. Just to piss you off. <laughs> he's just a shitster. And he always goes through the extreme and everything. And so we picked this up really early on when he was younger. And when he's, I think he was 12. Must have been 12 when I moved in. With his mom. And um, so we learned that uh, he would just do it anyway and he would probably do worse. So we had to trust him and tell him, okay, we're going to treat you like a little adult. Mm-hmm. If like that's what you should do to your child. You should treat them like an adult. Like, yeah. Well, it's not necessarily an adult, but someone with, with respect, with some trust and respect. And when you just say respect no. Respect goes both ways. Yeah. When you just say no, especially like what you said earlier, it's like. You know, they did these things when they were a kid mm-hmm. or those things are there. It's a reality. These these issues are out there in the world and these kids are doing these things. So when you just say no, you know, and, and a lot of parents, especially like religious, like I was raised in a very strict Mormon home. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm told right away, 
These, all of these things, and there was a big list. All of them are no's. sins. You're going to go to hell if you do one of these. <laughs> or, and if you don't go to hell, you're just not going to be happy because you're not going to be in the best heaven with Jesus or whatever. Okay. It's a, the thing with Mormonism, they're kind of pussies because they don't go full on to hell. They're just like, oh, no, it's a, it's a lesser heaven. Instead of going full out like Christians, hell, yeah. burning flames. Yeah. Okay. That's a funny, funny, funny point. Uh, so... <laughs> Pussing out. <laughs> where, where was I? Uh, oh, Spencer, yeah, so, yeah. So we had to remind Spencer, okay, if you're going to do this, you know, it's not wise to get into it, you know, at, at this age. age. But if you're to do this, this is the ha- the safest way to do these things. Mm-hmm. These are the consequences. This is what could happen. You know, why do you use a condom? So you don't get STDs and you don't get a girl pregnant. That's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. But when you just say to someone, well, just don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're not explaining to them what could happen. And with things like sex, that's like built into our psyche. Yeah. Like as all organic beings, we're meant to reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have the horny gene because we want to do it because it feels good. And it's part of our genetics to reproduce and grow, mm-hmm. right? So it just happens. It's inborn in our bodies. So... With uh, all the kids from that experience, and, you know, some of them were really easy, you know, like Connor, never any issues, never did anything, mm-hmm. you know, now he's this crazy raver working for a pot company. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Um, but, uh, you know, all the kids um, all drank early, smoked pot, you know, got into stuff. But it's like, you know, like, I'm not going to go out and buy it for them because mm-hmm. that's illegal. Right. Right. Yes, it's illegal for them, but that's their choice. Right. So if somehow they're going to get this stuff, if you're going to do it, you know, um, and I never flat out like said, if you're going to drink, drink in the basement. Mm-hmm. But I never said no when they were. Right. Because it's like, well, if they're going to, they're going to drink, right? Might as well do it in a space. That Might as well like- do it in a place where they're safe and something happens, you can come get me. Mm-hmm. So... As a parent, this is a really hard thing to navigate because you're like, well, that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing it. You know, it's against the law. I can get in trouble. Well, would you rather your kid out in the fucking middle of the woods? ODing in the woods. Like, no. You know, or alcohol poisoning in the woods and there's no one there to help. So it's it's the same thing with what we do with, you know, drugs, with addicts. It's harm reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, our role as a parent is harm reduction. <laughs> you can't get them to flat out not do it because... They're they're a teenager. They're going to do it. But you might as well help them do it in the safest way possible and the safest place possible. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's been my approach, you know, through all of this. And it's, you know, you know, Chris and I do it with you. It's, you know, whether. Oh, can you hear the air conditioning now? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to just turn off the air conditioning when we do a show. No, we'll keep it on. We'll just like. Oh, yeah, Dad turned off the vent. Okay. It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> it is warm it's in fucking here. fucking lights. <laughs> it smells like paint. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, how long has it been like since we've, we've been talking there? for 38 minutes? Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. It's like one of the longest conversations we've ever had. I don't know. We've talked for longer. I know we have. That's good. All right. So, um, Let's uh, let's just kind of review some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about you know attention, love, communication, respect, you know, respect. Because I, I think your kids you, are going to do this. If you want your child anyway. to respect you, you've got to respect your child. Yeah, like respect goes both ways. You can't just disrespect your child and expect them to respect you. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. That's not kind. That's not loving. Yeah, and I think some parents just think they deserve. Respect, respect just, just because they're the parents. Yeah. 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 I, um, you know, I did my big part on, you know, <laughs> as, a, as a dad letting it out. And now I get all this respect just because I had an orgasm. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like with your, your dad where he, he expects you to like pay for all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> do you think my dad's ever going to listen to these? 
No, fuck. If, if it says explicit, <laughs> if it says explicit, he's not turning that shit on. You're right. He probably never will if I... If it says 18 it. plus, he's like, Lord, no. <laughs> Father would never forgive me. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. So just a warning. If you're listening, uh, Sam, dad, uh, turn it off now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you wanted to... So what about my dad? You wanted to know, like, my experience yeah. when I was a kid? Um, well, okay. So I I grew up with uh, six siblings, and my parents fostered as well. Mm-hmm. So we had almost the whole time I was growing up, had one to three foster kids in the home. So it, with that, with that many kids, you can't give every single one of them the amount of attention that they need. I, I would agree. And I, and I think the tradition before was you had lots of kids because that's a lot of fucking Holy siren. cow, these mics are amazing. Yeah. We're picking up sirens like two walls out, out on the street. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. So once we get the soundproofing done this week, it's going to be better. Yeah. Okay. So you had lots of kids because you lived on a farm and you needed a, them to work. A lot were going to die in childbirth or die early. It was basically free slaves. It was like um, what the Russians did. You know, just throw enough people at the yeah. problem. It's mm-hmm. going to go away. Yeah. And so culturally, that was a thing. Also, my parents are Mormon. So. And so they this, need to breed there, like there's rabbits. this whole concept of have as many children as you can handle. Um, and usually they get more than they can handle. And, and Exactly. And I think that's the problem a lot of times. They don't really even say that. They just said, you know, replenish and populate the earth, you know, and they don't remind them that maybe you should, you know, like when I got older, you know, when you were younger, the term they would use is, hey, have as many kids as you can handle uh, physically, emotionally and financially. OK. But still. Yeah. You know, really. That's too many kids. Mm-hmm. So here I am like growing up. Three is a bit too many. Yeah. Like I grew up in a house. There was a bungalow. And so there's nine people in a bungalow. So that means one story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had five bedrooms for nine people. Something like that. It was crazy. And there's the siren again. That's crazy. So no one's hurt we live in this really thug neighborhood. No, I don't. No, we live in like fucking middle hooked. <laughs> so, uh, because of that upbringing, you know, this like staunch Mormon thing, and everyone had to follow the rules. I was the middle child, so that explains a lot. Yeah. You know, they always say that you know certain birth orders explain things. You're the middle child. I'm the yeah. middle child. Um, and I had older siblings that were, um. Like my older brother Glenn, he was he was a badass too, you know. But my two older siblings were like, like right on it, everything, amazing grades, mm-hmm. you know. Went to church, did all the things they were supposed to. And so by the time it got around to me, I was, I think Glenn and I were the problem ones. Glenn is like Mister Mister Mormon now, like he's doing everything he's supposed mm-hmm. to as a Mormon, but. I, I never enjoyed church and I never, never liked the way I was being raised. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, it was always no, 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 no. And I always, it, all it taught me was how to be an amazing liar to my parents. Yeah. Like, that's another thing with uh, telling your kids no, always no. You're just teaching them how to become swindlers and liars. <laughs> you're just teaching them how to hide things really well. Yeah. And, and it, it does, because then you look at that as, well, well, I could do that. I did that with this, this, and this growing up. Mm-hmm. I could do it with this, this, and this, too. Yeah. So it actually teaches some really bad habits yeah. that I, I've picked up on over the years. Because you're like, well, I could just lie about this. No, I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Because I've done this before. Not saying that's right <laughs> or the best approach, but it happens. And so, um, you know, I... I hid so much from my parents when I was younger. And, you know, eventually I moved out at 16 because I just... 16? Yeah, because I couldn't couldn't handle it anymore. I never told you that? I think you have. I just... Yeah. So I um, 
contacted a friend of mine and just asked his parents if I could hang out for a while, you know, move in with them. And so I moved out. Um, they charged me rent and everything, rent, room and board. And so I had to go out and find the first job I could get. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, because of that lack of trust and kind of connection with my parents. Mm-hmm. It's continued on to this day. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, uh, I like my parents to an extent. Mm-hmm. They still, um, I think I've almost gotten to the point where they stopped talking to me about the church. Mm. Um, it's taken a long time, but they're almost there. So they still can respect me enough to learn and listen a bit. Right. But uh, there's still funny things going on, you know, with my parents. Um, and, and would I want a better relationship with my parents? Sure. Everyone does. That'd be awesome because then, you know, and I think partly too, is it because especially growing up and in media and everything, there's this idyllic image of who your parents are and who they should be and the relationship you're supposed to have with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I a never, TV shows and like sitcoms and all that stuff yeah yeah shows yeah. you like what we believe you should be and you when you're nothing like that you feel bad yeah you don't think you're good enough because your parents don't treat you like that or they never want to talk about you mm-hmm. they just want to tell you how you're supposed to live and what you're supposed to do yeah yeah just lecturing you constantly yeah so that was mine um we'll get into this stuff more and more through the podcasts yeah and uh that's one thing uh, Max and I have uh, committed to with this podcast is everything's open for discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try to keep nothing back. He's, he's, he's going to work really hard to kind of dredge up all my secrets. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> there are many things that man shall not know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's a good thing to end on. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think uh, I think for our first dry run, that was pretty good. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, send us a message, all that stuff. We, um, uh, I think this one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and I think we we talked about some really interesting stuff. So I think we're gonna throw this one up as though it is a little bit incomplete and the uh, is a little echoey in here. Yeah. And um, we didn't get the all the video stuff ready. We will put this up and uh, you can see the quite the change and shift from uh, episode zero to one, zero yeah. to one. This is our pilot episode. There we go. Yeah. You're allowed to fuck up a little with a pilot episode, right? Yeah. That's just the whole point. It's like a rough thing. Not like the full budget. Just seeing if people will like it. Yeah. Yeah. But do we care? <laughs> I mean, I- we, we want people to benefit from it and help yeah. them. We um, want people to like the idea of it enough to stick around to the next episode. Sure. It'll yeah. be a lot better by the next episode. We'll have soundproofing. We'll have that working. Yeah. Sounds good. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun thing. And, uh, you, you know, we invite you along on the ride. Yeah. Uh, we will, um, you know, we'll keep these discussions going. We'll probably have some interviews. Maybe, might, yeah. Might might bring in uh, some siblings. Your parents. We could have a call from my parents. Oh, that's not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine. How intense that would be? How intense? How fucking boring. Oh! <laughs> like them mouthing off about the church, like us not allowing, not allowed to say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We could even call your mom in on the show. Have a we discussion could. with your mom. Yeah. That'd be interesting too. All right. Yeah. Anything, any words of wisdom to close out the show, Mr. Maxwell? I have no words of wisdom. Just remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're on. Just, just give us those analytics. All right. Let's get money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we've set this space up for Maxwell's uh, and I's podcast, but also I'm uh, running a podcast uh, the Five Elements Letting Go podcast. Um, it's based off the course I've been teaching for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's up online. It's at uh, jaredmccollum.thinkific.com. And we'll put all the stuff in the notes later. 
Um, and you can always follow us along on that podcast too. It's a podcast on mental health and understanding our emotions, their pur- purposes, how to let them go. A lot more professional. Yeah, this one, uh, it won't be explicit. It's all work-based. Yeah, and I will be inviting uh, local professionals, talking about mental health here, and uh, calling up professionals I know all over uh, Canada United States and having these uh, really interesting discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and what will be really interesting is a lot of this stuff that we'll be talking about in those, we'll be talking about in here. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll comment on Before that, that yeah. the interviews and just it's the same kind of discussions. It's, you know, with where the world is today, it is the responsibility of a parent to know a lot about mental health mm-hmm. and to be able to watch out for their child and to make sure that they're in a good place. Yeah, because it is and a shit well, show out there. As well as that, you got to make sure that you, the parent, is okay. you got to make sure you're okay because yep. you can't help someone unless you aren't yourself yeah 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 that whole you you can't lift someone up if you're at the same level mm-hmm. you know so as an apparent you really got to be working hard to be on top of your mental health you need someone to talk to yeah you need someone to support you and help you find that balance and uh if you want me to be that person i'm there for you okay so uh yeah podcast plugs um like and subscribe you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. From and we're Spotify. putting this up on YouTube, too. Yeah. So um, if you're on Spotify, follow or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck it is for that. We're going to be putting this out to all the uh, providers. What do you do on iTunes? Are we putting it on iTunes? It will be on iTunes. It'll be on all the servers. Do you follow on iTunes? I follow a few on iTunes. Oh, okay. So it is like it's called following? Yeah. Okay. So or you, sub- you subscribe. You subscribe to a podcast. Oh, uh, that's what it's called on that platform? Yeah. Okay, it's different for, like, everyone, because I know on Spotify oh. it's called following. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Follow, subscribe, there. like. You can't you can't like or comment on those, like, strictly audio ones. Um, You can, oh, so in podcasts, the main thing people ask for is reviews. Right, reviews. Because the more reviews we get, the more it gets shared, and right. it's easier to find when you search for it. So, Max, he's making notes. So just, just just a little tiny script. Yeah. So just so everyone knows, like I'm responsible for all the stuff on my podcast. Max is responsible for all the stuff on this podcast. So we'll be recording it, and then he's learning how to do all the marketing and the page stuff, and you know all that sharing stuff. So he's pretty excited. He's gonna learn how to do it. Look at him taking notes like a my fucking ninja. handwriting. It's yeah. like a crippled doctor. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could work on that. It's still better than your brother's, so that's good. Yeah. And uh, being a doctor myself, when you sign things and you know write notes, as long as you can read it, and uh, you know those that need to can read it, you're okay. Right. But if you're ever writing a note to someone who doesn't know that, that's when you got to slow down and yeah, try to write the best you can. Sometimes I can even. Sometimes you can even read I, it. I can't even read that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read cursive, and that's like a scuffed cursive. Oh, gee. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for spending the last 50-plus uh, minutes with us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think an hour is a good... Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely keep it under that. It'd be cool to keep it under 45. And with all the editing, cutting, and yeah, it should be around like 50, 40 minutes. Sure. All right. Um, what do we say when we sign off on this? Yeah. Well, let's hope that you're building relationships with your teenagers. Bye. And that you're listening, listening, I'm just gonna, no, and I'm gonna, loving. I'm gonna cut them. it off as soon as I say bye. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let you finish that. Oh, <laughs> screw you, buddy. <laughs> okay, we can do it on the next one. But okay. If we're uploading it, I'm just gonna cut it off on the bye. <laughs> <laughs> My dad had more to say, but I just cut him off. All right. Yeah. Listen, love, and learn. No? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Listen, Just write that down. Yeah, we should love do every other other one. Yeah. And learn from your kids. Yeah. Listen to your kids, love your kids, learn from your kids. Yeah, that's good. All right, we got it. <laughs>